0: American football in Finland. That's how good he is. That's definitely the best offensive player. He could play receiver, quarterback, or running back if he needed to. Try to make them have a run game,
1: which we know that they really don't have.
0: I like to say he's kind of like, he kind of does like he's playing Madden when it comes to the playoffs. He starts doing a lot of weird stuff that you
1: think can only happen on video games, and he gets away with it. Got- but he ain't better. But in my opinion, he ain't better than Jabari Harris. I'll take Jabari Harris all day. Put that on the podcast too.
0: American football in Finland. The voice in your ears right now is perfect purpose. Back again for another great episode of American football in Finland. On this week's show, we'll tackle coaching experience. Is it about the time in years or relevant knowledge? Dwayne Wood and Evan Harrington joined me to talk about this week's topic. How important do you think the actual years is compared to like effectiveness of coaching? I mean, personally, I could give a crap about a guy who says he's been coaching for 20 years. And then when I talk to him, he doesn't understand what RPO is or he doesn't know what a run fit is. Like for me, I need to, you gotta show me. If you've been coaching in a certain league, of course it comes with some, hey, well, obviously he knows this or that, but how important do you think it is to actually just have years of experience in comparison to actually being good at coaching.
2: And you kind of hit the nail on the head with, with that. There's one thing to be a coach and call yourself a coach. Mm -hmm. And there's another thing to be knowledgeable. There you go. Flexible with your knowledge. You know, I'm only 30, so I'm still relatively young within my coaching career. uh, I, I was blessed to be, be with very knowledgeable coaches and, just me personally, I'm just kind of a sponge. I'm not a person that asks a lot of questions if I'm there, but I'm watching you. I'm paying attention. I, I, I draw the, what I'm seeing in, and then I can regurgitate it. Um, if I have questions, then I'll ask them, but I'm pretty good at just watching people and, and taking that in. Um, I actually took a couple drills from Coach Booker when I was there watching him work with the, with the D-line, actually
3: i was just gonna say you you really gave off that vibe that you weren't involved but i felt like you were involved you know like yeah, you, you were just yeah. like yeah
2: that's funny yeah i took a couple pictures actually and i still have them on my phone
3: <laughs> yeah, <no laughs> worries, man.
2: i was like okay i gotta remember this one this is making sense i like it um but yeah its it's like i said it's just it's one thing to call yourself a coach but how knowledgeable are you and i think you can always find that out like you said when you talk to a guy and they just they're spouting off a bunch of just bullshit, or you're talking technique stuff, and it may be something that worked in nineteen seventy-seven, but it's <laughs> two thousand seventeen and what with with what offenses you're doing. Oh my god, you're that's set, hard. you're setting your players up for failure. I mean, because that's your fault at the end of the day as a coach. If your players aren't producing, um, at the end of the day, it's gonna come back on you, you know, whether or not you're telling them what you need to tell them or not. But if you're telling them stuff that just doesn't make sense for what's going on nowadays or what's being ran in your league, you're just beating your head against a wall there. So I just think that it's the knowledge with the years of experience. How can you balance those two?
3: I mean, I'm obviously biased. This is is my third head coaching job in three years. So I was playing three years ago. I mean, I was coaching while I was playing. But in terms of a full-time coach, this is going into my third year. So I would say not to be arrogant or anything like that but I took my team to the Maple League last year in my second head coaching job and the year before that I was coaching a Slovak team in the Czech League which is not very high level football so if someone looked at my resume and shout out to Seppo for giving me a shot you know um, because it was definitely a risk man you know like I had one year head coaching and the team had all these expectations and he put it in my hands and you know we didn't quite get it done but Anyways, I think for myself personally, I know what I put into my craft. I study as if, I don't know, I always tell people, we just played this team, our university team, just played a team who's playing double wing, Coach Holly. (laughs) (laughs) The worst. (laughs) Playing double wing. You know, I've never Uh coached against a double wing team, but you better believe I spent, you know, six, seven, eight hours studying double wing offenses to know exactly what gets defenses beat by double wing offices so that I could then go coach my guys I could tell you anything you want to know about the double wing right now because I put the time in mm-hmm. so time to experience The experience meaning when you look at it as years I think it's irrelevant when you look at it as how much someone's studying their craft I think that's what's more important because I've talked to some of those coaches with 30 years experience of high school coaching in America and you ask them, you know, how do you, you know, how do you scoop the backside of a zone play? You know, I get my guard to give them a flipper. If you guys don't know, this is the flipper, the old forearm shimmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, flipper. and so uh, I think it's definitely uh, relevant to what you're currently putting into the craft because the sport's constantly changing. If, you are, if you're an uh, I-formation aficionado, you're irrelevant right now in football. If you don't understand wow. the spread, I, I'm that. dead serious. If if you're running I I formation and you're trying to run downhill on people, you're trying to play in a box, see relevant right now. You're you're, you're not going to score many points. It's just relevant. If you don't understand, if you're a defensive coordinator and you don't know how to play some version of quarters, if you're <laughs> telling me you're a Tampa 2 defense, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to hang 50 points on you in a in a heartbeat because if you're playing with two high safeties and your corners are taking the flats for verticals it's like the number 1 spread concept it's all like relevant
0: um i think when it comes to the coaching experience i mean like i said earlier you two guys the reason i have you on is i've talked to a lot of different people i've talked to a lot of people who call themselves coaches be nice and yes I'm, <laughs> i i'm so i'm not going to throw any shade at any names or anybody on this i'm, I'm not I'm just not. because I don't want to be that, that type of asshole, you know. But when it comes to coaching, it seems you got those guys who, like, like you two, when you talk to them, you can tell that what you're saying, you're saying what you know. You're only going to talk about what you know. And what you don't know, you acknowledge that you don't know it. And that's usually the difference. There's a difference between those old school coaches who are like, well, their first compliment of themselves is, I've been doing this for this and this long. That's the first sign that they don't—they're out of tune. They're not relevant anymore, like you said, Booker, because they can't speak to today. They're going to say that they're going to use those years of experience. Like when you spoke of what coaching experience you have, you didn't say "I've done this many years." You said "I've had three head coaching opportunities," which is you're valuing the opportunities and not just glossing over and saying "I did three years of head coaching." And same thing with you, Coach Holly, is that you reference a lot of where you were coached at, like how you learned and picked up a lot of stuff while you were coaching in college. Like that says a lot about what type of coaches you guys are. I've had a lot of conversations. Me, myself, I consider myself an individual coach. I'm very good at coaching running backs and defensive backs, but I stick to just doing that. I would never just come and say, well, I'm a, I have this many years experience coaching because I don't really have that type of experience. What I I find interesting in the European market of coaches is when it comes to domestic coaches, the sponge is not there as much as I would like it to be. A lot of coaching staffs are primarily made of one or two coaches and a lot of people just hanging out and calling it experience. You got guys who they learned how to teach or coach a certain drill and then they tell the players to do the drill, and that's the end of it. And they do that at every practice. Three or four years later, they're saying, well, I should be the offensive coordinator, you know, because (laughs) I was the wide receiver coach for four years, and all I can do is tell you how to run a slant. I have a peeve against this. It it pisses me off because I've traveled to different countries, and the first thing I notice is who's going to help coach this team? It's usually relied upon the American imports to coach, and they don't get any of the credit. And now I am going to throw some shade, especially here in Finland, where the American imports are basically required to be a coach. Coach Booker, you notice for a fact, you were the coach on your team. These guys come over, they're coaches, yet there's like five or six guys on the sideline wearing coaching shirts and a hat and then three years later, like, yeah, I coached this team. We went to the championship, and they had nothing to do with it except for watching and learning from these I'm other talking guys.
2: Shit. Talking shit on the sideline like you don't hear them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You,
3: you got,
0: at, at, halftime, at halftime, say your team is losing, five guys come up to you like, hey, coach, this is open. Hey, we should do this. Like, you didn't help in the game planning. Um, Your position is not doing well. You're not adjusting at all, but you're telling me – what we should be doing to change this game around, and oh my God, it, it annoys me.
3: Uh, Slovakia has one of my favorite sayings that I've heard. They say like everybody wants to be the general after the war.
0: Too many chiefs, not enough Indians. Yeah. Now that I said stuff like that, people might know who I'm talking about, and they. I don't care, even if you don't like it. Oh well. Uh,
2: there's one on every team. There's at least yeah. two or three on every it's, team.
0: It's there. always an issue, and the thing, the thing that I, that really pees me is that. Some of these guys have great intentions, and they could be of value. All help is wanted. We, we know that. Coach Booker, you know for sure. All help yeah. is wanted, but it needs to be quality help. And if you're going to consider yourself helping a team, get the help. Be a sponge. Try to learn. Try to be better. Don't just assume because you learned something that you can't learn anything else. Like talking to you two guys, you're learning from each other and you both already have a large quantity of knowledge, but you're continuing to learn. I'm continuing to learn. I've been spending time talking to different people, trying to learn different concepts. If you like the AFF podcast, be sure to check out my website, perfectpurpose.com for more football. I have new articles published daily about football in Suomi, interview articles on import players from around the globe, and I dabble in the interest topics about different aspects of American football on the international level. If you want more football, go to perfectpurpose.com and follow me as I observe football around the world. Next up on American football in Finland, Mark Collier and I continue the coaching discussion. Does coaching experience, do the years really matter or does it really matter what a coach knows? If you were to like ask a coach or talk to a coach, what would you weigh more heavily? A coach that says, I coach for 10 years, um, I won this many championships, I did this. Or what if a coach comes and says, I have not, I've not won, I've only been coaching for two years, but I know how to run the air raid offense better than anyone. So when you, when you talk to those two coaches, which one do you kind of weigh more heavily? The one with all the experience which mean he's been around or the guy who says, I know
4: how to coach this? All right. Well, the thing that I've noticed, once again, from a junior perspective, is uh, you see a lot of the same guys uh, year after year, mm-hmm. and you know, exactly, you know exactly what they're going to do. Cause they run that same offense or that same defense, you know, every year and maybe it's something that their club does. And so they kind of grew up in the club. And so, because the men's team does it, they do it. And it's becomes very easy to, to attack them because you know that they haven't changed and they're not going to change. And, you know, once again, it's juniors, and maybe it's just somebody's dad who's coaching or things like that. But um, I've seen it. I've seen it co- quite, quite a bit. Uh, I saw some of it in the States as well. You knew certain programs in the States youth ball that they were going to do this, but even in the states, you know, you you can tell. Now I've said I've had to, you know, I've I've changed. I've tried to change my my style. Sometimes it's based on my my personnel. Sometimes it's based on something I think is going to to work, because those same guys have coached against me, and they they might think they have a good beat on me uh as well and so i can't you know i can't allow i can't allow that you know i can't let them know that or or let them think that they're going to be able to run this on me because it worked last time and so i look at at, at a coach who has made adjustments a coach who has um you know done different things based on their personnel or based on maybe the coach that that they're going against that day and not just run that same offense or the same defense against against everybody and so, you know, from that perspective, I'll take the guy who's put the work in behind the scenes, who's put, who's put in the, uh, you know, the game film. I'm mad on, on game film and in person. I don't think there's anybody in Finland who's seen more youth games than me in the last six years. I go to everything possible. And because of that, I know the boys, I know the coaches, I know the systems. And, uh, you know, I have a good idea on strengths and weaknesses. And so, you know, and, and, and I respect someone who does that, that same thing. Um, you know who puts the time and the effort to to figure out more than just you know this this one this one thing. And so going back to your guy who can just do the air raid defense, that's that's not going to cut it. That's not going to cut it against somebody who knows how to shut down the air raid defense. What else do you got?
0: I think you have to kind of decide what you want as mm-hmm. well. Um, a guy that says he has experience, I love a coach who has experience. Like Mark, you have a very a lot of experience with juniors. But if, it was, if I'm looking for a coach, I want to know what you know. I don't, I don't want to know what you've done because, no offense, what you've done might not mean shit tomorrow, you know. If, if everything changes tomorrow, can you adapt? I want to know what do you know about certain schemes, certain positions? What positions do you coach better than others? I want to know your weaknesses. If you don't know your weaknesses, then you obviously don't understand that you have them. And that's I find that problematic. I need to know what you're not good at coaching. Me personally, I'm a fundamental coach. I'm not into the (laughs) whole schemes and writing up plays all the time to adjust. One thing I've noticed here with the, the little bit of interaction I've had with coaches here in Finland is, oh, my gosh, everybody thinks it's Madden out here. Everyone has a play or this this would work. We should do this. Or, oh, we're getting beat on this. We need to do this. And I'm like, well, why don't you just teach your players how to play better? <laughs> That's coaching. Coaching isn't drawing up play. Scheming is important, schematics and strategy. But American football starts at the fundamental level. If your guy is getting beat and he's not strong, that does not mean we can't do this. Like We need to just go away from that. Maybe there's a technique to make up for his lack of strength. I'm not a a big, strong guy, but I know how to block people that are bigger than me. I don't have to cut everybody either. There's different ways to do it. But I was taught this. If I hadn't been taught this by a good coach, I wouldn't know how to do it. And a great coach teaches so that a player can teach. Everything I've been taught, I know how to teach to someone else because I've been taught by a coach who actually knew how to teach me. Um, I see a, a lot of random shouting on the sideline. Um, it's a draw. It's a counter. It's a screen pass. That's hmm. not coaching. That's, that's a
4: favorite. Yeah, that's guessing. That,
0: yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's yelling out options. You're, you're not telling tellin the player what they can do to stop it. You're not helping them understand where they need to go. If it's a screen pass and I'm playing safety, what does that mean? If you're yelling, it's a screen pass, that's not telling me what I need to do better or you're not giving me any extra hints or help at all in my position. So for me, when I, when I talk about like the coaching experience, I want you to have quality experience. I want a coach that if he's coached for the New England Patriots, I don't want him to say, I don't want him to put that he's coached for New England Patriots. I call New England Patriots and they're like, yeah, he was the water boy. I'd <laughs> rather have the guy who, coached at some D3 and they only won three games but every time I, I asked about him to different people they're like this coach taught me this he taught me that then I know that even though he might not have been successful in the grand scheme that he knows what he's doing okay maybe I don't necessarily want that air raid coach but if I'm a defensive minded coach and he knows the air raid and I'm hiring him as offensive coordinator that might be what I want I might not want the guy who has eighty-five years experience as a head coach, but doesn't know how to be an offensive line coach, and I need an offensive yeah, line coach. Exactly,
4: exactly. Let me just say that uh, you know, there's uh, I mean, a good coach, like you said, should know what what he he knows. And for example, you know, I'm I'm just I'm a total offensive guy, and I got it. When I left Taft a couple years ago, I got offered a, a gig with, uh, with the team as a defensive coordinator, and I said, that's just – it's not my thing. It might be if I ever put some time and effort into it, but it's not my thing. No. And the other thing is, you know, it, it's just that, that, you know, a good – especially a head coach, a good head coach, he's, he's smart when he gets good coaches around him, and he just yep. shares his vision and lets him do their things. And that's what, you know, Yemi and Portovo does really, really well – he gets good coaches around around him. Shares his vision and lets them lets them do their things. And Jimmy's he's really hands off in in that part of it. Where I've seen other coaches, head coaches, feel like they have to do everything, My and goodness. they're all, they're all, yeah, all over the place. You know, jumping in and, and you know jumping in from where the the line coach is, and you know kind of taking that over right there. You know, cutting cutting his legs out from under him. And so you know, a good coach, especially a good head coach, knows what he can and can't do, and he puts the players or the coaches there that are good at that that's saying another thing as well is that there's different types of
0: coaches like because you've been a head coach before doesn't mean that that's necessarily where you need to be like you said someone offered you a job to be a defensive coordinator and you said no that's not my deal because you understand your strengths and your weaknesses not saying that you couldn't do it but you know your strength is offense that's the first sign of someone who actually can do a job that they want to do If you get a job that you're underqualified for and then you suck at it and then you still put it on your resume, it's like, okay, I've done this. So that means, well, that's experience. Yes. And no. Is it life experience? Yes. Is it coaching experience? I'm not sure if you experienced like you didn't, you didn't do well. You weren't being taught how to do it. It's like you weren't in training. There's no, if you're a head coach of a team and you're in charge of everything and then you bomb you you weren't trained like no one was teaching you as you went along now if you're a position coach and maybe there's an offensive coordinator who's guiding you you can always say well i understand a little bit more about coordination as well because i was underneath this coach but at some point you got to realize as well too that okay i coached the damn running backs i might not understand what's really going on with the entire offense you know I coached the running back, exactly. we ran a, a air raid. Now, depending on how, how much involved you were in the offensive planning, maybe you do understand it. I mean, me personally, I'm a running back, but I've run both versions of the air raid. I've run the I-formation. I've run two-back sets. I've never run the option, but I understand different concepts. And I'm a little bit more cerebral than a running back because I've played receiver, quarterback, and fullback. That's where I started fullback. That's me personally. Like, I understand a little bit more of offensive schemes because of that, but I would never consider myself like, yeah, I should definitely be an air raid offensive coordinator. I understand it, but it's not my thing. I can run it. I can understand it. I can help. I can teach it. I could be a good coach on a staff for it, but I would never, like, if someone's like, I'm looking for an air raid offensive coordinator, I'm never going to suggest myself because it's not my thing. Spread offense, maybe, but that, not so much. But that's because I understand my limits and I understand what I am good at. So I think it's really hard for, once you get to a certain age, it's hard for you to realize what your um, limitations are. Like, say you're 40 or 50 years old, you've been a head coach a few times and unsuccessful every time, yet you're still applying for head coach position. Obviously, you're not learning, When you're becoming a head coach, so maybe you need to become a coordinator or maybe even go back to position coach. But it's really hard to do because you have so much experience or you're you're too experienced to do something that you feel is beneath you. I was talking to two guys the other day, two coaches actually, head coaches, and one thing that they both had in common is they were constantly learning. They're like, um, I went to a practice of another team, saw some stuff, took some pictures, And basically, like, stole a strategy. It's like, if you're not stealing from someone else, then you're not learning. If you're not learning, you're not getting better. So, eventually, time will pass you by. And that's what happens with a a lot of coaches once they've done something for a long period of time. Unless you're like, I guess, Nick Saban or Bill Belichick, it's hard to continually change with the times. Which is why a lot of coaches in the States, they actually – take different jobs in different roles. Like you said, Mark, you're not a defensive guy. A lot of coaches will take that defensive job and try to learn more about the defensive side because it'll actually make them a better offensive coordinator. You have to know your enemy. That's how I became a defensive coordinator because I'm an offensive guy as a player. But once I kind of segued into coaching, I found out that everything I knew about offense could be applied to defense I'm actually more of a defensive guy when it comes to coaching, even though I'm an offensive player. I hope you're enjoying the show so far, but I have to take this time to give some of my listeners a much needed wake up call. It's 2018, people. If you're listening to this podcast from a link, you're doing it wrong. Just follow American Football in Finland on the Podbean app and get instant notifications when new episodes are published. If you're too lazy to use the Podbean app, that's okay. AFF is also on the iTunes podcast app. So just type in American Football in Finland and click the subscribe button. Don't forget to give me a five-star rating while you're at it. And Android users can subscribe on Google Play. It's 2018, people. Keep up. This is this is a topic that's really close to me because I've dabbled into playing and coaching. I ran into one major thing as a coach was I was undervalued because of my quote unquote experience. Now, here's my thing. Does years equal experience or does knowledge equal experience? Because I've run into, obviously, a lot of my, backstories from finland this is where i've been the longest this is where i've done studying of the sport a a lot of coaches per se that i've run into here aren't coaches they're guys who hang out and for years they hang out and then they get the tag of being a coach someone who knows two or three drills and has been on has been participating in a couple teams yet when you ask them questions they don't have new answers they only have predetermined answers that they learned from someone else. They, they don't adapt. I don't consider those coaches. But yet some of these same guys are getting treated as if they're better than a younger guy who actually has knowledge of the game and can help you transfer that knowledge to players. So my question to you guys is when you're looking at a coach, what kind of experience are you looking for? Like are you looking for a guy who's been around or are you looking for a guy who when you talk to him, he knows his shit?
1: Man, being here in Europe, man, I definitely can say that guys have been thrown into, I, I see guys just been thrown into great situations and guys have been thrown into bad situations. I think no matter what level that you're coaching on, knowledge means more than experience because we know like everything in life, something's always evolving. You know, football Football is evolving at a rapid pace, you know. You think about it, a few a few years ago, we had running backs in three-point stances. You know, like now that's that's unheard of. You know, that's unheard of. Even the fullbacks, when you're in the high formations, most of the time they're in two-point stances. You know, so... Fullback? What is a fullback? Exactly, exactly. That's, and that's, that's the other point, you know. So, you have guys who aren't willing to change because that's how they've done it for the longest time since football has been started. And, you know, but... They 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 aren't willing to adjust. And I think, man, that's the biggest thing. Guys are just intimidated about young guys. But if you look in on the college sports world, you know, especially football, those guys who are lasting the longest, they're surrounding themselves around young offensive coordinators. They're surrounding themselves around young defensive coordinators because they're learning the game as well. Because football is evolving. And I think knowledge means way more than. You know, the amount of years you have had under your belt as a quote unquote coach, you know, and I, I just think it's unfortunate that we have such events like we have online coaching clinics. We have online webinars. And coaches don't take advantage of it. What about you, Dwayne? Because you're an old coach, old guy, I old, old coach.
2: <laughs> well, actually, I, I look for leadership more than anything else. You know, if you can have all the knowledge you want, which we've seen plenty of guys that have it. But if the guys don't believe in you, they're not going to follow you and they'll start challenging you and they'll start testing you. And no matter the facts are, they just don't listen to you. I really believe leadership. And I think there's certain guys that are, they say you can learn it, but there's certain guys that are just born with it. When they walk in the room, you know, he's the dog. And if that guy has a little bit of football sense, he's going to make the better coach for me.
0: You know, when I'm thinking of this, because like I said, this is one of those ones that crisps my buns, because I'm a younger guy when it comes to coaching experience. What really just like irks me is when you run into these coaches who don't want to coach. I mean, obviously, I'm just speaking for myself, but if you ask me what a coach is, a coach is someone who can transfer their knowledge to a player and get that player to apply it. So if there's a situation, say something's going on in the game and the player is having an issue or a player isn't performing the way you want them to be, I want a coach's first – his first adjustment to be, are you doing something wrong as a player that I haven't taught you? Or are you forgetting what I've already taught you? But I've run a lot into these coaches where instead of coaching the player – they want to do X's and O's and strategy, you know? Okay, my left guard can't block the D tackle. Why can't he block the D tackle? Oh, I'm not going to worry about that. I'm just going to change the play. Well, maybe he's (laughs) in the wrong stance. Like, maybe he's just not getting the right get off. Like, maybe he doesn't understand that that defensive tackle is lining up where he can't get to him. But instead of me looking into actually problem solving and coaching him up, teaching him ways to make up for a deficiency. I change the play and say, oh, well, that's good coaching. Uh, Strategy wins every time. No, I don't care who you are, what coach you think you are. Players have to play the game. You can have the best strategy in the world. If your player can't execute, if your player can't make the play, then you will not be successful. Now, how do you get these players to execute and make the play? You coach them. Mm -hmm. If I coach you, I can put you on the field, walk off, go get a drink of water, and come back and know everything's going to be all right. Because you know what? I coached you. You know what I know. I shouldn't have to be making a million adjustments to my scheme during the game just so that one player can get something right. Now, I understand that. If they're killing us and I'm in a bad defense, it is what it is. But if it's one player, I got a a cornerback who every time they throw the deep ball – he's in position and doesn't make a play on that ball, that's my fault. That's not – that's not, well, we need to be a different defense. It's I need to teach him how to make a play on that ball. I need to coach him. And obviously that's me venting my frustration because I'm a fundamental coach. I believe in if you can teach me how to be great at one thing, we're going to be all right because I can hide that other stuff. If you know how to play zone defense – We're going to run zone defense and make sure we put you in that position. I'm not going to put you in man defense. But I'm going to make sure you're good at zone or man. That's how I feel about it. I feel like as a coach, you should be able to get something out of all of your players. And if you feel that you can't get anything out of them, you need to step aside and let someone else coach. American Football in Finland is now on iTunes. Please rate the show and subscribe today. If you really like the podcast, follow AFF on the Pie Bean app. Search American Football in Finland and hit that follow button. And for all you loyal AFF listeners, we are now accepting Pie Bean patrons. Click become a patron on the AFF page and pledge your loyalty. Thanks for listening.
1: American Football in Finland.